like today we're on Athletes Connection with Zoe Williams, my man from Houston, Texas. Uh, originally from what, Colleen? Yeah, Colleen, Texas, man. <laughs> I was uh, strange how we met, but I'm going to go into my lightning round before going into that. So I'm going to give you some this or that. You know, you got your five seconds to give me a response and we'll go from there. You ready? All right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Dunk or a layup? Dunk. <laughs> Fake play for the game winner or a three-pointer? Uh, three-pointer. Uh, favorite college arena? Ooh. For me, probably carry a dome. Seriously. Carry a dome? Yeah. Your favorite nice. number? Five. J-Kid. J-Kid. Okay, your favorite high school memory? Basketball, man. <laughs> I'll probably just say the just the the road trips, like the road overnight trip. tournaments. Not even the games, just the time we spent like on the road. Like that was that was probably one of the most fun times in my whole life. Uh, your favorite pro memory? Ah man, this might. <laughs> I'll probably say my first year winning the championship, actually. Okay. Yeah, I came right right out the gate. You know what I mean? I was playing with a dude who was, like, in his 14th year, which, like, I'm about to go into now. You know what I'm saying? So, it's been like, think about how long it was. I won a championship that year. And for him to tell me, like, man, I've been playing 14 years. Like, this is my first time winning. Like, you know what I mean? So, don't get, you know, don't get too too high right now because you ain't going to win every year. Like, it's not that easy. And to see how hard it was, you know, to try to get back to that point. Yeah, so I, I definitely have to say that. Total losses in high school. Total losses on varsity? Yeah. I played I played varsity like three years. Ah, but I, more than 20. Because some of them were good. Some of them I mean, we were straight, but we were struggling a little bit out the gate sophomore year. But the last two years, we, we did good. My last year, we only lost two games. Total points you scored in college? Total? You should know. I don't even know. I was a passer, see? I don't <laughs> even know. I say I had about the same amount of assists as points. Let's say that. All right, I'm going to give you an easy one, man. Your wedding anniversary? May 19th. <laughs> a couple days. <laughs> so I can't forget that. A couple days. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm making sure you. Got to get me with that one. All right, man. It's good seeing you. Good being on with you, man. Uh, it's crazy. We met four years ago, uh, like a month from today. Uh, four years ago, I just got here from uh, from Florida and was looking for work and signed up to work the Rice summer camp. And I was in the gym. I don't know anybody. I'm stoic myself keeping in my corner and they assigned both of us to the the, the little kids or no the, the middle school kid division and uh I think me and you were both trying to out train and out coach our kids because we were looking at each other they put us on the same court on opposite ends and we're looking at the drills and trying to one-up each other and I think our bond just kind of took over from there man you remember that time yeah of course man <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's just one of them things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm believing, you know, God put people in your life and in certain situations for a reason. Like, 
like you said, it just got really happened by chance. You know what I'm saying? That like I was at that camp. Totally. I, I, it was crazy. I was I was just I was just happy to be working, man. I had been here for three months and just doing nothing and finally going to work. And then we we, we did rice camp about two weeks. Yeah. Frustrated and we walked out. <laughs> We, we started working at another camp, and then you even got me a, a, a even better opportunity to work Justice Winslow camp. So I'm always grateful, but you've always looked out for me, man. So I appreciate that. And I told you if there's anything I can do in return, man, I got you. You know that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but like I said, like, I mean, for me, like, to do that wasn't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, that guy I played with my first year where I won the championship, rest in peace, he passed away, I think, like a year and a half ago from like a heart attack. But like one thing he said to me that like stuck, that stuck out to me at that point, it was simple because he's a country dude from Mississippi. So, I mean, it wasn't going to sound like Socrates wrote it or nothing like that, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just was like, look, man, this, I always live by this. If I, if I can't help you, I ain't going to hurt you. Like that's all he was saying. Like, if I can't help you, I ain't going to hurt you. So I can help you, I'm going to help you. That's like what he said, it was real simple. But that's something that stuck with me. So it was like, for me to do that wasn't nothing. Like, if I could help somebody, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, why not give somebody else a chance to? I, 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 I agree, man. I think our stars were aligned. And, and I, like I say, man, it's just, it's a situation where we met. And our friendship is kind of strange. I know you're leaving every summer. Right. You come home, you always text me through the year. Then you, you, you come home. We get together for justice camp. We work that. Uh, we always talk about getting together to train. And then I know around August, beginning of September, you're out of here. And you call me sometimes from some of the weirdest places, like in the middle of the afternoon or the middle of the morning on your walk to go get something to eat. But I know then that it's genuine. It's not just you're calling because you need me. You call it because you generally consider me to be a friend. So uh, it's just much appreciated, man. But I, as you can see, man, I'm, I'm playing your highlights in my background here. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is season number 13, and, you, and you're looking like a rookie out here, man. You, you're moving around pretty good. Were you healthy this season? Yeah, man, that played a big role in it, man. I was able to stay healthy, you know, for the most part this season, you know, just normal little nicks and bruises that you go through through a season. But other than that, I was, you know, I was 100%. And it helped a lot that I was playing with a coach that I was familiar with. I mean, like you say, you talk about good people that try to, you know, help you out and put you in a in a good situation to be successful. Like, he's definitely one of them guys. Like, for whatever reason it is, he took a liking to me. I mean, it was my third year playing for him. Looking forward to going and play for him again, man. Like, he definitely makes uh, make my job easy. I'll say that. So I, I always uh, was very interested in your story. Your college story kind of, <laughs> it took a turn. You, you originally committed to Baylor, I believe, because you, you stay close to Waco. Yeah. Uh, yep. And everybody from Texas around that time knows the, the story with Dave Bliss. So if you share yep. to share, just tell us how you ended up at Rice. How did that whole yeah. thing transpire and it kind of altered your whole career? Right, yeah, see, <laughs> like the thing is I actually never really fully committed to Baylor. Like they offered me, they wanted me to come, but this was like late in the recruiting process too. You know, I didn't sign early. I was trying to wait to 
you know, state tournament was over to see if I can get somewhere I wanted to be, you know, somewhere I wanted to go. Baylor, like you said, right in the street from the house. My pops can be at every game, you know what I mean? Perfect for me, Big 12, good conference. Yeah, but long story short, you know, they offered me, sending me stuff in the mail, offered me, called my coach. A couple of days later, I hit him back, ready to commit. No answer, no answer, no answer. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And then they sent some more stuff. Had an assistant coach call me a week later. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they, you know what I'm saying? I call them, no answer, no answer. Finally, somebody pick up, like some secretary, I guess. And she's like, uh, well, we're not signing anybody else right now. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll see it on the news. What? You know what I'm saying? So we <laughs> – and then that's when everything came out, you know, when, with the whole scandal they had back then. So it was like the end of my recruiting, really. So uh, Rice, you know, I remember the assistant coach. He uh, came and watched me play a game. So I actually just took that visit. He don't know this, but I actually just took that visit kind of just to take it because my pops wanted me to take it. He's like, well, it's in Houston, just take it. But I was about to take a visit out to Colorado State. So I took that visit, and I got to Rice, man. I ain't know this, but they had some dogs at the time, man. <laughs> People don't associate that with Rice, but Rice, that was like one of the best eras of Rice basketball. And they host program in history at the time. Had a guy, Mike Harris, who was conference player of the year, played in the NBA with the Rockets, the Jazz, the Wizards. Had a long career in China. He's actually still actively playing right now. You know, so we had a few other good players. We had like eight or nine players on our team that were all playing professional basketball within like a four-year window. So we had like a really competitive squad. And I was just like, man, like I didn't know Rice was was this good. You know what I mean? So yeah. And the fact we had a black head coach too. I mean, that's something that kind of stood out to me too because never had that in my life. So that was something different for me. So. That's really what made me choose Rice. Well, one of the things that stood out to me was uh, just your connections. I, I just seen every time you come home, man, it's like you, you're guaranteed to be – it's like you're in a fraternity just from graduating from there. And just tell me what, what, were the, what were the biggest benefits in attending that university and graduating and, and just staying connected because you're very sociable just like me. So I know you tied into – great situations to help you down down the road. Yeah, like you said, man, Rice is, is uh, definitely a special place, man. I wish, I mean, honestly, I just hope that they, you know, can get their basketball program rolling again. Like, it, you know what I mean? I can't really say like it used to be, but you know what I mean? Like, start getting to some NCAA tournaments because it's definitely a special place, man. Uh, when I went there my first year, our coach, he went to experiment with something different. It's usually like, you know, athletes, you're going to be a roommate with one of your teammates. Like one of the incoming freshmen, you know, that's just usually how it's done. I would imagine like most country, no, most uh, schools around the country. But he wanted to put us with a normal student. And at Rice, you know, it's just different. It's like a different <laughs> world up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it like, it's just a completely different world. So when I was there, like I had a just a normal, typical student as my roommate for the first two years. And that really just opened my eyes to, like, how smart some of these people are, like, the type of people you meet there from different countries, just different thinkers. You know what I mean? It was, it was just an amazing situation for me. Like, my roommate, I always brag on my roommate, uh, this guy named Patrick Snyder. Man. I always brag on him because he's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. He's the only person I know that's been to law school well, he majored in rights and engineering, civil engineering. No, mechanical engineering, excuse me. 
Yeah. And then he went to law school, wasn't sure about that, and then went to medical school. Wow. Yeah, like he's the only person, like he was, could just, it was just many, so many a, people like that. He's a, he's a school lifer. Right, <laughs> yeah. That's what I told him too, yeah. So I mean, like you got people like that that are in the school, but like you said, when you once you graduate and you have that rice degree, I mean, people just hold that so highly. So I mean, it's been a blessing, like definitely, you know what I mean, does far more than anything basketball is gonna do for me, so. Definitely. Um, Tell me uh, just your journey into pro basketball. You have already talked about winning a championship your first year. Where are some of the places you, you've played? Uh, I know that um, your passport book is probably stamped from everywhere, but just give us a yeah. view of your career. Yeah, I played in a lot of countries, man. Uh, Germany, Ukraine, like this past year in Russia, Slovakia, Hungary. Latvia, yeah, I think I might even missing another one. Yeah, so a lot of different places, man. And uh, obviously, when we played there, we, you know, I played in Euro Cup for a couple of years. Got to play in the Basketball Champions League, so we do a lot of traveling to different countries when we play. You know what I mean? So, how how is it with your family? Um, what's your situation? Do you, does your family go with you? Do they stay in the states? Um, what 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 do you do? What's your approach each year as you as you go through this process? Yeah, usually when I'm like trying to find a team that I'm gonna play at, I mean I just want to make sure the city has something there for my family. You know, I got my son. I mean he's young, but I mean he like he's outgoing. He likes to get out. Like he want we want him to learn. Want him to be in a situation where he can thrive as well. So that's something I look at too. Um, it's somewhere where my wife can like enjoy herself a little bit too. You know what I mean? It may not be the, the glamorous country, but somewhere where she can like maybe just walk on the beach, even if it's cold or something more like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just little things or like they have coffee shop or like something that she likes, you know what I mean? So for me, that's definitely something that's important. Like to make sure everything off the court is good. That makes yeah. it a lot easier on the court. But you know what I'm saying? All, overall, my, I mean, like I said, my wife, she's so supportive of me. I mean, she's following me wherever I've gone, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had her out there in the boonies in Latvia, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of nowhere. She followed me there, you know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, she's supportive. So, it's, I mean, the decision really is easy. So, you say you got 14 years. How many miles do you have left on those legs? Man, 14, but, like, for me, it's really, like, probably year 20. If you compare me, <laughs> the number of minutes, compared to somebody else, but, I mean, I think I got, I think, I know I got another year in me for sure. Easily. I think two or three more years, but I mean, personally, I'm, I'm, this is my last year. Like I just, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've had an opportunity to play a lot of different places, see a lot. You know what I mean? I feel like I proved to myself anyway that I could play at a high level. Um, my son's going to start school. Well, depending on how this virus goes. He's supposed to be starting school in August, kindergarten. So after that, you know, I want to be home, be home with him. I had a full career. You now I got to do what I want to do for the last 13 plus years. You know what I mean? So now I want to be home, get this time when my son goes to school. Now give some time for my wife to do some things that she wants to do. You know, start building something here. So I understood. I understood. What are your plans plans for uh, post basketball? What do you want to do? Oh, I got a lot of things. 
a lot of things, some things in the works, you know what I mean? Uh, right now, actually, um, just been contacting a lot of people, just staying in touch, um, coming up with different ideas. Um, coaching is something I definitely want to look at. Um, like, I wasn't too sure about coaching in the beginning, honestly, but watching you coach, you know, I, went, I had a privilege to go watch you coach them guys up in, uh, around Christmas time. Oh, yeah, man. That, don't remind me of that day. We played <laughs> high school. They were pretty pretty good this year. They were ranked uh, at the end of the season, I think, top five in the state. Yeah. Uh, up yeah. pretty bad at halftime. <laughs> uh, but right. we did claw back. Still, yeah, man. But at the end of the day, it let me know the type of pedigree that you came from and the type of kids uh, that come from the area you came from. So I was definitely uh, – I was just excited to, to see you back for Christmas and actually come out to a game. And um, yeah, sure. she came in the locker room and talked to my kids. Yeah, just seeing you in the whole environment. You know, I've never seen you, like, coach a real game, you know what I'm saying, the camps and all that. But to see that, I'm like, yeah, that's, this, that could be definitely something I wanted to do. I'm going to try to impact the young guys' lives the way you do. I hear the way you speak about them all the time and the way they, like, look at you, you know, how they respect you. Like, that's definitely something that, you know, I might want to do. Well, you may give me an opportunity to pay it forward and be able to return some of the grace and favor to you, man. You get the stuff, you know, at the end of the day, we, we always link up, man. I, I got a spot for you, man. You just you just need to take care of your business, man. I'm going to hold you to that, too. Oh, you ain't got to worry about it. Because <laughs> I'll do sure. right then. I can, I can go good cop, bad cop. <laughs> I know um, – you've made a lot of connections uh, in the city of Houston and not being from here, you, you've, I think you've bought your home here now. So is this your place of residence? Is this where you're going to be? Yeah, this is, man. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I've been here, like I said, I've been here for too long. I love the city. My wife is here. She don't want to, she don't want to leave. Like, you know what I mean? So if I want to go somewhere like that, <laughs> That would, you know what I mean? It would have to be a, take a lot of convincing to get her to leave, too. So, I mean, but we love the city. We made a lot of friends here, people that we consider family now. So, for me, this like, this is home. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, one thing that I've always um, been big on is connections and just making the right connections. And like I said, even when I got here, you connected me to your circle um, of people. And that was always uh, – I was able to see that the similarities in us and I've seen that hey, if it's okay for somebody like from the outside, finding a way in, it would be fine for me. So uh, right. just seeing it, just seeing it done and being here to witness, you know, the, the tail end of your career and see what you have going and get those phone calls. Just hey, keeps it going. At the end of the day for kids that want to, uh, worry about their recruitment or like not being recruited, what advice would you have for them when it comes to uh, being overlooked or just reaching too high? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if I have to uh, say as far as like being overlooked, I would just tell them first and foremost, you just got to keep working. Just keep working and don't lose your confidence. Like if it's uh, something that you really want to do, if that's like really what you want to do, you're going to research it. You're going to spend time on it. You're going to work hard at it. Nobody's going to have to wake you up in the morning, 
to get you in the gym or man, whatever the case may be. Like, okay, maybe you don't want to be an athlete or just whatever it is. If you want to be a, let's just say use basketball since that's what, what I do, you know, and that's what you coach. If you want to be a great player, you want to go to college or whatever the case may be, a pro, shouldn't have to get you up and get you in the gym. Like, that's first and foremost. I mean, that's something you want to do. You got to be self-motivated. But then you got to research it. Like, what do I need to do to get D1? If I want to go D1, what do I need to do? Okay, do I need – what is the GPA I need? Okay, got that. I mean, that's a number. That's easy. That's a number. So, you know, you just got to get to that. Or what do I need SAT or whatever the case may be. Those are, like, numbers. You can work towards those things. But as far as working hard, like, what do I need to work on? How do I get better? How do I get playing time? What do these coaches look for? Like, these are things that, like, if you really want to play, like, this is some things that, that you got to, like, focus on and work at every single day, you know what I mean, and not get discouraged when something goes wrong. I know it's easy to say that now being a 35-year-old adult, you know what I mean, because I've been through it, and I know, you know what I'm saying, that, like, you can work through it. But as a young man, like, if, if this is something you want to do, it's very attainable. Like, myself – like, if you want to be a professional basketball player, travel the world, you know, get paid to play basketball, if it's something you really want to do, like, I'm a living testament that you can do that. I mean, I wasn't – a lot of people don't know this. I mean, I didn't make all conference one time in college. I always knew I should have. You know I mean? I always felt like I should be. I should be one of the better players, but for whatever reason, coach wasn't messing with me. He wasn't messing with me like that. You know what I mean? But I just never let that – Get that, you know, I didn't get down on myself. I just kept going, kept going. It was discouraging, but I just kept fighting, kept fighting. And then eventually got my opportunity and I was ready because I didn't give up. I kept working. So when that opportunity came, I was prepared for it. And that's how I got here. Like, I mean, it sounds, seems more elaborate, but it really was that simple for me. Just grind, just the, the work pill mentality. Do you have any advice for uh, someone just coming out of college that may be looking to pick an agent? Um, I know that was very critical for you. Um, so at me. Yeah. an agent can put you in the wrong situation. Any advice for that, or how, how to just go about that process? Yeah, holler at me. I got, I yeah. got one. I got one for you. If, if you're looking for an agent, holler at me. I got one for you. I'll put you in a good situation. I'll put you with the right people. Just holler. But what I would say though, in general, just. I mean, when you're coming out, like you said, there's going to be a lot of people offering you stuff or, like, telling you, oh, I can get you this job, I can do that. I mean, really, you just want to do your research. And what I would say is if these guys, if these agents have other clients, talk to their other clients. Talk to them. How satisfied are they? See, look at the leagues that they're playing in, you know what I mean? Things like that. Because, like you said, when you don't really know what's going on, the best thing you can do is ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like that's what what is the just say the typical year for someone playing overseas? Um, the span of months. Some people don't understand that the season is very long. I understand because sometimes when I call you around March, um, I'm still talking like, "Hey, man, when you coming back?" Ah, Larry, got no right. So go into that because some people really don't understand how long your season is. Yeah, man, season very long. Like you said, when I was in Lithuania, that's why me and you ain't really catch up that much for a couple of years because when I was in Lithuania, I was there from about first, second week of August until the end of June. Yes, I remember. Yeah, for like three consecutive years, I was there. Like, 
in early August, and then I would get back like end of June, something like that. Uh, by the time I get settled back in at home over the jet lag, whatever, it's like Fourth of July already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's a long season, man. And that's like that's one thing I'll touch on too. It's like a lot of guys, like you said, looking for agents, but they say they want to play overseas. Like, do you know what that means? How many? Like, that means. Tell them how many games a week, though. Like, it varies, but, like, <laughs> you know what that means. That could be one game a week. You could play three, four games in a month. <laughs> or you could play four games in a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just varies. That's what I'm saying. And then it's like, okay, well, where are you going to play? Which country do you want to play in? Okay, what are those people like in that country? Like, what type of, you know, culture do they have? What are they receptive to? What are they not receptive to? Are you going to be okay missing Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, uh, uh, your parents' birthdays, um, your nieces, nephews growing up, or whatever the case? Are you going to be okay with all that? Because that's what happens, like, when, you, when you're over in Europe for, like, as long as I've been over there. You know what I mean? Like, like I got nieces about to go to high school, and, like, after, like next year. I still can't believe that. I still remember when she was, like, a little one when I went over. First time I you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, man. Man, like, she's about to go to high school soon. It's crazy. So, I mean, that's one thing, too, I think guys need to, like, pay attention to when you want to go to Europe. It's not just the basketball. That's, like, that's really the easy part. I mean, if you prepare, like, you're in shape or whatever, that's the easy part. But can you deal with the other stuff? Because they're not going to think the same way you think in a lot of these countries. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to do everything that you normally do. Are you going to be able to adjust to that and accept it? And You know what I mean? So... It's a lot that goes into it. Definitely understand. I I uh I think you've made some good points for 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 the listeners here. Um, definitely things to feed on. Definitely things to to feast on for young athletes trying to get into the profession. For people who may be on the fence about whether to go, uh, don't want to scare them all off. There are positives. What, what are oh, yeah. some of your good memories from just the last five years? Oh, man. This is what I was going to say earlier. You're going to ask me, you asked me at the beginning, like, what was my best season or favorite season, favorite memory? And this is kind of weird because, you know, like, in sports, it's always like, you got to get first place. Like, you got to get first place, or it's like, you, you failed. That's kind of how they look at it a lot of times in sports. But for me, like, two of my, like, one two of my favorite memories is uh when I went to Lithuania, man. Like I was coming from Germany, I was coming kind of off like a little injury or whatever. That's when we had first linked up. Yeah. We first came. Like I was coming off an injury, you know, I was trying to find a team and people were saying I'm hurt. I'm like, man, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like Yeah, I remember you were late leaving because of that. Yeah. This year, yeah, yeah, that 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 particular year. And uh didn't know what was gonna really happen. Ended up going there to a team that they was playing on a high level that season, but they had never been on there before in Euro Cup. They had never played there before. They just somehow got a wild card and got in. Brand new team, nobody expected much. We got out of the first round of the Euro Cup, almost got into the top eight, went to the championship. They had never been out of the first round of the playoffs. We ended up losing in the finals to a Euro League team that had a lot of good players on it. But we got second place, but that was one of the – Big best memories for me, like to see how all the fans, how they were so appreciative of us after the game. We drove back to the city. It's like ten to fifteen thousand people, like outside, 
We got to stay outside. For a second place finish. For a second place, bro. It took me a minute. I was like, bro, because, you know, as the competitor, you're trying to win. And we had just lost. It was like an hour bus ride back to the city. Yeah. I'm kind of frustrated. Then I get up to the stage. You know, they call us out there. And then I like seeing all the people out there, man. It was just like, wow, this is like this. It was was bigger than just a a big deal. Winning the championship for them. You know what I mean? I remember you you were overseas when the Ball brothers came over. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy too, bro. Cause when we played, like we happened to play them like the the first game that they came over. <laughs> but I happened to miss this particular game, man. Like the first game, like I was we had just got a new coach, they had changed a bunch of stuff, whatever, but it was the first game we was playing them. And we had like a big Euro Cup game after that or something. So they were like, all right, we're going to try to let y'all play less and do our or whatever. But it was the first game over there. That was the biggest crowd we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I played for that team for two seasons. We went to the championship. We played in the finals, everything. We never had a crowd that big for the first game they showed up. And, and it was crazy. Almost, they were almost your teammates, right? They were almost my teammates. Really close. <laughs> our GM, our GM, he told me about it. Like they offered him to the team, but he was he was thinking about it, but he ended up turning it down because he's like, no, nah, we actually got like, no, we trying to win, you know. But what if they come in and like, you know, things don't work, it doesn't mess right, or how the guys gonna react to it and all that. So they end up going to another team. We had to lump them up real quick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> put it on them, put it on them real quick. I remember when we had a conversation, I asked you, I said, how good was LaMelo? You say he's pretty good. And I yes. think he went over to Australia this year and kind of proves, proved that. Oh, yeah. I mean, LaMelo didn't take long, to be honest. It was his first game there. They had been there like a week. So, I mean, they hadn't, I mean, they didn't know any players or anything. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell a lot of people this when they ask. He didn't score this game in like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. It's every shot, like 0 for 5 or whatever, has zero points. And still, when I looked at him, I said, he's special. <laughs> yeah, like some of the just athletic plays he was making, yeah. the way he moved, the way he – his feel for the game still, even at – what, he was like 15 at this time? 15, 16. I think he was 16 yeah. at that time. Yeah, 15, 16, something. Yeah, maybe 16. But his feel for the game at that time, like – you could tell, like, oh yeah, he he gonna be the next one. Like he's he can play. You know what I mean? So, so whenever I'm not they have this draft, whenever they have this draft, you think he's top five? Oh yeah, no question. Okay. No question. I'm telling you, on the zero point game, like I mean, the way he played, at, he's like for that age, the way he moved with his size and how he, he was like, I mean, there's no doubt that he's like gonna be a top five pick. Like, no okay. question. I heard from Zoe Williams' mouth first. Lamelo Ball, top five. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Well, we're gonna see what he's gonna before, do in the league. Before the seasoning picked. was placed on him, you anointed him. I did. I did. You did tell me that two years ago. That's it, man. I see. Pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, want to let you get to your family. I don't want to. I got a question for you though. Before we get off, I just want to ask go. you. Something. Let's go. I want to ask you something. You know the last dance been on ESPN last oh, yeah. week. Give it to you know, me. That's all they've been doing. Jordan, LeBron. I ain't really even want to get into it, but I just want to see. I just want to hear from you. Jordan and LeBron. Who's the go? Or somebody else? Uh, overall player. 
Okay. My goal, goal as far as <laughs> just I, impact I, on the game. I say it's Kareem. Winning. Who's the best? Who's the better? Your opinion. Mike's a better winner. I think LeBron's a better all-around player. But if you ask me who my goat is to, to eliminate all confusion. Right, yeah. Kareem. Kareem, okay. <laughs> you go with this guy, right? Just, I think that if you're starting a franchise, like Stan Van Gundy said a few weeks ago, if I get one or the other, it don't matter. I have one. Um, for me, my preference as a coach, I'm going to take LeBron. I feel okay. he meshed talent. You can put everything around him. He's going to fit in basically in any system. Um, just like you would with a Magic Johnson. Most people will pick Magic Johnson first because he can play with everybody. And I think that's LeBron. Um, seeing the last dance, uh, Jordan's style of leadership, I understand it. I understand that he wants everybody to work and, and grind and take the game serious the way he does. And at the end of the day, it worked for that area, it worked for that team. But um, if I had to pick one of the two for a teammate, I've never heard anybody really complain about LeBron James as a teammate. Um, so my thing is, for me as a coach, I feel that LeBron can play in multiple systems. I feel he can play pick and roll basketball. I feel he can play in a triangle. He can guard multiple positions, which MJ could too. But then as I look at the last dance, me and my buddies, we talk about it. Like how many people in that era would have really been able to guard him? And the closest thing to him that I've seen or the closest thing I've seen Jordan have to deal with in that time was Lynn Bias. You go back and watch those games and – you know, Lynn Bias had success against – it was a big body. It was a guy that had a lot of size and played attacking style of basketball. So, I don't know. I mean, when it's all said and done, the all-time leading scorer in the NBA history is Kareem. The, the, that sky hook is still one of the most unstoppable shots ever. And it wasn't like the sky hook was just coming – within three feet of the basket. I've seen him win a game from the free throw line with one second on the clock shooting the sky. You can't see it turning. Yeah, so, oh, like, right. this is you know, yeah. kind of look at it from that standpoint, offensively, defensively. Um, it, for me, it, it has to go to just to the big fella, and, and we leave it at that. Expect that, bro. I know. I got who, done that. Who, 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 who's your pick? <laughs> My pick? My pick was Jordan. Your pick is Jordan. And, and, and for me, I don't think I mean, either one of them is wrong. I mean, like for me, Jordan's always, again, he's the top two guard ever, but he's undefeated in the finals. I mean, you can't you can't deny that. You can't deny right. that. But if we're saying best basketball player, I mean, I've never seen somebody play five positions and not miss a beat. No, I hear you. So. No, I argue. I ain't gonna argue with you. It's nothing to argue. They both great. You know. I got a so, question for you. What's up? Who was your top point guard? Ooh, me, my top point guard. Mm -hmm. I just had a knockdown, drag out conversation about Isaiah Thomas and John Stockton and 
Magic Johnson and Jason Kidd. So who do you have? That's all I was going to say. I'm biased, though, to Jason Kidd. I'm biased. Uh, but my top pick. overall point guard if, to if, me was that's Magic. your pick, that's your pick. But, it's, but, but overall, for me, it's Magic. I have to pick Magic. So if you look at Magic, and I and I think that I think that LeBron is more Magic than Jordan. Yeah. But I put LeBron ahead of Magic because he scores. Yeah. A career twenty-seven a game. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And at seventeen years, he's not slowing down. He, it's all said and done. He could be the all-time leading scorer. So you really can't say goat yet till the till his career is over. You gotta right. see his, final, his final numbers are. If his final numbers top all the charts, it's gonna be it's, it's nothing to talk about. Yeah, he ain't done yet with the championships because, like Stephen A, I was looking at Sports Center today, uh, first take, and Stephen A said, "Hey, Will Chamberlain's there, and he was losing to Bill Russell. Right, he's still in the top ten. Exactly. He lose Jerry exactly. West is there. He lost eight championships out of nine. Right, the logo. So." Right. I'm saying it's just when time after I think with LeBron too, after time pass, after he retire, a little bit of time pass, then people gonna appreciate him more. I think so too. It's the same way I was for Kobe with me. Like, I'm a diehard Celtic fan, you know that. So if you asking me who my favorite players were, he would never make the list as my favorite player. I respect right. him as one of the top players, but he wasn't a favorite player for me. But right. after he was done playing and just watching detail and hearing him talk and speak and understanding his approach to the game, I appreciated him as a player more when he exactly. was done playing. But when he was in the midst of his career, uh, for me, he didn't do it. And it's just it's the way it was. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people – I mean, I was more Kobe second half of his career. But I think, too, for me, that was because we had – with technology, we started getting more access. Yeah, so like behind the scenes, like like you said, how they think, how they prepare, and that's the thing. I appreciate once, once he came out with that detail series, he won yeah. over because uh-huh. I realized his approach to the game, his his mindset. It just let me know, okay, he's dialed in, he's on yeah. the level. You know what I mean? And that was the things that you didn't get from him, and I just felt he was trying to be so much like Mike. It kind of yeah. It, it made you turn your nose to him early in his career. A little bit, but, yeah, for sure. You know I mean, so for us diehard Jordan fans, yeah, we really didn't appreciate him the way we should have. And yeah. you know, yeah. same thing gonna be with the LeBron. A lot of people, because of the Kobe LeBron debate, you know, they they're so negative, and it's it's really no debate. They're two different people. Exactly. So, for sure, yeah. Man. That's why I appreciate about them the most. Like you said, like Kobe LeBron too, uh, Jordan, all of them, because like. That's one thing I think kids can learn too. Like even at an earlier age, I think when they're like when we're younger, we focus just on like our physical abilities more. Yes, you know what I mean. Like we just try to run past somebody and dunk it. Like you're not really thinking about how to read the game and learn the game, be smart and play like that. But I think like Kobe, MJ, LeBron, like that. Yeah, crazy part part about this whole this whole COVID is I've got so much time to spend with my son for his football game and just help him understand the mental. So time I wouldn't have had because we're normally in the passing, we're in the spring football, we're in practice, we're in track. I was able to really just break it down to him on how to break down a receiver, how to study film, how to read routes, how to break down every part of the route process. So now he's becoming a better defensive back. 
because of the mental side of it. And exactly. I've just told them this may be a blessing for you. It, it may have made you have to really hone in on your craft if this is what you want to do to perfect what you say you want to be. Exactly. So when you do that, like you break it down like that, once you become smarter, you understand the game better. Like you can almost play it like half speed. And, and that's what I was telling Two times as effective. You know, what I'm <laughs> that's how I am now. I'll be honest. Like, I, like you know, what I'm saying when I was young, when I was playing, I was trying to run, come off the screen. I was trying to go and dunk that much. You know, what I'm saying I was trying to, I was going 100 miles an hour. But like now, at this part of my career, I've been able to extend my career where some guys like. Once they lose that, you know, that first step or whatever, they, they just can't figure it out no more. I've been able to extend my career because I focus a lot on just reading the situation, learning the game, spacing, timing, stuff like that. So sometimes I play I play at half speed. And I can do he's trying to hound me. He you young fella just on me, he everywhere. I'm just half speed, get him to a spot. One dribble, I get exactly what I want, like yep. anytime. And I, I tell Kaylin that all the time. You know, that's my left-hand child. And I told him it's a blessing for him in basketball. Just just find your spots on the floor and get to him. And just get him to slow down. Slow down. Get to your spots. You control the game. Yeah, he be moving. <laughs> and you know it. You know he will be moving, boy. An hour. Yes, sir. Miles an hour, man. But like always, man, it was a pleasure talking with you. And we got to do this again. We got to do this again. We'll, we'll, next time we get on, we'll argue a little bit. Right, for sure, man. We ain't got nothing but time. That's all we usually doing anyway, to argue about something. <laughs> <laughs> you know but it was a pleasure, my brother. For sure, man. Good to hear from you, man. Blessings to you and your family, bro. Same to you, man. Catch you got to stay safe over there. For sure, yeah. You got any projects outside, just make sure you wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I've been out all there right, all day. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Oh, no, back roll.